everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Savvy Girls Podcast. This is Melanie. And this is Savvy Mom. And we are podcasting from a hotel, hotel. somewhere in Edmonton in Canada. It's interesting. This is the second night that we're staying in a hotel of the same chain. And we're going to talk more about that. So sit back, and relax, and... And knit something. Oh, okay, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. And I say, hey, hey, it's just an ordinary day. And it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. So, Mom, you were talking about hotels, which we are in a hotel. Oh, I did mention that we were in the yes. hotel. So this is our second night staying in a hotel. It is. Different hotels. A diff- different hotels, but in the same chain. And it's like night and day. It is like night and day. But we haven't even been here that long, and we've yet we've had some interesting experiences. So last night we arrived at the hotel. It was sort of a businessy, not quite airport hotel, but a lot of people do stay there because it's not that far from the airport. And... The main reason we're staying in a hotel at the moment is because the furnaces died oh. during the lightning. Mom talked about the lightning strike last episode, but we hadn't realized that the furnaces also were, were fried. fried by the yeah. lightning, and now it's cold, there's no heat, and it's being repaired, but we, we have two nights in a hotel. We just heard we today do. that actually the um, the furnaces will be repaired. Yay. Not repaired, replaced. Replaced. So, yes. Okay, so last night we were in a hotel, and it was sort of a businessy hotel. It was lovely. We, the room was big, really big, and we went in the hot tub, and it was it was lovely. And there was tea in the lobby. This hotel, Mom, can you talk about how it's somewhat different? Same chain, same, same chain. Um, it's near a casino. I feel yes. that reflects the tone of the hotel. It, Not in a good way. Kind of does. Everything there's seems kind wrong of shabby, here. It's, though. It's, there's nothing wrong. It's just not as. It's kind of shabby. A little bit shabby. Oh, the furniture's kind of shabby. Everything's a bit basic. The people are a little shabby, also. Oh, they were all right. They were okay. Um. In the same bedding. It's so. I mean, it goes by the chain. It's the same it's, bedding. It's as if they they have an older building and they've. Uh, turned it into. Maybe it was a different hotel. I think it might Maybe have been. Maybe it was a different hotel. We're, we're in an upgraded room with a queen bed. A king bed. King bed. I like the sorry. other room better. Yeah. We're in an upgraded room with a king bed, and it's it's sort of a suite. But and yet. It's very small. The Someone may have died small. in here. Why do you think that? It's just the kind of area of the city. Surely someone's died in this hotel, not necessarily this bed. Anyway. That's a lovely thought. Just, uh, I don't know. So we're here. We're here. And it's warm. It's warm, and we did not bring knitting. No. I'm a complete failure. Here we are, because fall started yesterday, and what did you, at what did you fail, Mom? I was resigned to join one Afghan to take all the squares. I had crocheted, 
or knit because I do have knit squares as well and I was determined that this summer I was going to put one together and yet and we extended it remember last episode I, I said don't worry summer doesn't end and yet I'm a complete failure you raised one nice child I raised three wonderful children <laughs> right there's there are the other ones too <laughs> Okay, so fine, but how about before winter? Can we let's just extend the deadline for you not being a failure? Hmm. By the end of October, I'll finish the afghan that I well, gave to Savvy Bro for his birthday a year ago. I mean, technically <laughs> winter doesn't start till December. Anyway, I don't think you're a failure. Really? Because guess what? Not only can you be late doing the afghan, but you can be late doing Swapetition. 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 Da, 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 da. It is time for swap. How's that for a segue? Mom's a failure and here's a swap. <laughs> it's, what? You're swapping me out? No. Although I think there'd be quite a few takers. She gives good foot massages too. Oh. Anyway, it's swapetition time. It Focus. Swapetition. Okay. Okay. And? The theme is. We we were we were pondering themes. We were we were sitting at the kitchen table stuffing our faces with. What are we eating? I don't know. Pancakes oh, and eggs. Pancakes yeah, and, eggs? and we were discussing themes. And we had a couple, which we're not going to talk about because we may end up using exactly. them. But the one we picked is... Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Because you know what rules are for? Breaking. Not, I was going to say not us, but breaking. Yeah, that's yes, right. <laughs> They're for breaking. And so... here. T- Have you broken a rule lately? I mean... You mean in the last 20 minutes? No, just lately. It doesn't have to be that recently. Oh, no, it was that recently. When I needed batteries for the podcast machine and I went down and said the remote was broken so I'd get fresh batteries. Anyways, uh, I guess. I don't know. What other rules did I break? Can we talk about the swap? Well, we sort of getting into it a lot of people don't know what a swap is oh so i'm gonna have a nap and you oh (laughs) (laughs) shoot what is the best thing in the world it's when you get a present ice cream's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) what if if it's an ice cream present with chocolate sauce on top and and sprinkles what's the second best thing in the world my children (laughs) a competition (laughs) a competition is the second Hold on. Whoa, 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 dial this back. There are a few problems with what you just said. I'm going to be in this hotel. Anyway, ice cream is better than your children. And your children are better than a competition? Mom! <laughs> It's, it's so 
specialized creeper. <laughs> oh no! Oh my gosh! Okay. Um. Aside from ice cream. Oh, aside from what ice is the cream best? and my children. <laughs> yeah, I think it would still be in there. What is okay. the best thing in the world? <gasps> Getting presents. <laughs> and what's the second best thing in the world? Competition. competition. So this. Assuming I stay on top of it this year is both a competition and a chance to get presents. So for Swapetition, you send a packet to a lucky person and you get a packet back from another lucky person and we give prizes to the best packets. And yes, last year's prizes are a year late. (laughs) But that's because I left them with Deborah to do and went on tour. Come on, she's not going to listen anyway. It was totally her fault. They're coming. Anyway... The point is, I I have collected some amazing presents, prizes for this year. So you totally want to enter, and and I'll, how do you win prizes? By sending, well, I'd say by sending the best packages, but there are often so many great packages. There really are. We have to pick somewhat randomly from the best packages. Every year, I have received such wonderful, wonderful packages. Me too. And I'm still using. The little kiwi doll. Oh, so cute. So many things. So many things are beautiful. I love the knitted menorah I got last year. That was crazy. Yeah. And the orange peels. And oh, wait. Oh. And the stuff made from the stuff made from my swappers. Grandparents kimono silk. Beautiful. Anyway, so swap petition. The best better than your children. That should be our motto. To sign up. You just have to let us know. We have, we put a questionnaire. questionnaire. Only one person has answered the questionnaire already, but we put a questionnaire on Ravelry with all the questions that you need to answer to help someone stalk you. And we're we usually our limits of thirty dollars. You don't have to spend that much, but we want it to be of the quality as if you have spent that much. People, okay. So if you get things on sale and say if something. Something is a really good price. Mm-hmm. Do you have to count the retail price or the sale price? It's up to you. Okay. If you you can find things in the your bag. house, yeah. You people house shopping. Seriously, people put together packages that you think cost them hundreds of dollars. I know. I know. There've been wonderful. There have been some wonderful. There have been a few packages that I've had to supplement. I'm hoping this year I won't have to do that. Yeah. I'm also hoping that if people drop out, they don't, because every year there are... leaves you in the lurch. I mean, then you have. Yeah. You know, we're putting together packages, several packages. It's so. people who drop out after they've received their package. Um, That's hard because they've gotten a package and then, anyway. So, I'm hoping this year it will be issue-free. I'm happy keeping it smaller if that makes it issue-free because I'm busy and tired. However, it's swap petition time, so sign up. Sign up. If you've never done a swap, if you would like a swap partner... To t- Actually, that's what we should do. New swappers should have to talk to a swap partner to get it's ideas funny, about it's swapping. It's funny you should say that because there's another uh, Ravelry swap that goes on. and Is it the Red Heart swap? I think it was the Red Heart swap. It's, one, it's another swap, and so the newbies are on probation, and uh, I can't remember how it works exactly, but the first year... Anyways... We're well, not going to worry about that. No. This year, if you sign up, you are obligated to do it, so please don't back down. Please it, don't back down. It leaves people in the lurch, and, and somebody it, will have spent a lot of time thinking about what, how to make 
your present special and then if you don't send one out then somebody else it gets a present for me usually or one of our angel swappers oh yeah we're really hoping that okay Enough lecture. It's swap time. So, breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules. The only rule you can't break is Melanie gets the best package. The only rule you can't break is failing to send out a good package to your your person. Now... That's all. Oh, we're back to the lecture. No, it's not a lecture. If you want to request somebody, we can't promise, but we'll try. If you've never had a spin in a swap before, be in a swap. It's so much fun. It really is. Not only do you get some amazing presents, but you get to put together amazing presents. Breaking oh. the rules. We okay. have to think about that. And that's the fun of it, to see how people interpret. Last year, it was my favorite thing. Yes. And the way people interpreted it was wonderful and creative. Who would have guessed all these knitters are creative? They're knitters. Of course they're creative. <laughs> Don't be dumb. You don't be dumb. I love you, Mom. I love you, too. So, yes, we have a swap coming up. So, yay that. Okay, what's the timing? Oh, I'm hoping to sign up right away. Sign up as soon as you can. It does not take that long to fill out the questionnaire. You can leave things blank if you have to, such as measurements. If your swap partner needs the measurements later, we can always get them. So, don't don't not turn it in because you don't know your head circumference. That's okay, because I know some people have said that other times. So it, measurements are a help, but it's more important you get that get that thing in, get it posted. Let me know your address. We're saying October 10th just or 12th, just because people are going to Rhinebeck and they want to know who they have as a partner, a lot of people. So. Right. And it we're happy to provide advice and suggestions. So there's that. So it's swap time. It's swap time, Mom. It's swap time. Yay! No, it's not swap time. It's swapetition time. I don't want to go to school. I just want to break the rules. Boys and girls across the world. Put it on our dancing shoes. Going to the discotheque. Getting high and getting wrecked. I don't want to go to school. I just want to break the rules. Hi, honey. How are you doing? I just got my teeth cleaned, so I'm kind of feeling... Shiny. You look shiny. Thank you. You look very shiny. I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. Is this an interview? It's a bit of an interview. Honestly, I don't know what mom's getting at. She she said she had a podcast segment and went on the computer and wouldn't let me look, and now is now. Now is now. And you're baking bread, and it smells... We're baking bread. We baked it already. The house smells delicious. It smells... I want my carbs. Well, they're waiting for you. They are cooling <laughs> as we speak. Can, okay. All right, right. so you have questions. While you were peregrinating this summer, did you come across any raiment that you wanted to purchase while while visiting any wool staplers? Something like a filibag? You know, a clout. (laughs) Wow, your vocabulary has miraculously expanded, Mom. I know. Well, I'm, I'm not completely full of caducity. However, I do have a room with a quite a bit of clue upstairs. I know for a fact that you did <laughs> visit a bibliopole. <laughs> you may bethink oneself of the time you spent reading a whole book while it was raining outside. Indeed. 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 
So do you have any idea what I just said? Yes. Okay, what do you think? Start it. Can you start again and I'll translate? Oh, gee, I have to remember. All I have is a few words down on the paper. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, while I, you were peregrinating... While I was traveling. Excellent. Um, did you uh, purchase any raiment? Raiment is clothes. Excellent. So, yes, From I'm, a wool stapler? I did, in fact, in Edinburgh, buy a hat from a wool store. Indeed. Excellent. Uh, perhaps a filibig? I got you on that one. Uh, you got me on that one. That's a kilt. A kilt. <laughs> I did not purchase a filibig. However, I purchased a filibig-like skirt from uh, a different purveyor uh, of raiments. A filibig-like clout, clout, then. Indeed it was. A clout is a piece of clothing or cloth. And I have a room upstairs with quite a few clues in it c-l-e-w balls of thread ah and then you asked me something and i mentioned that i was full of caducity caducity means wisdom no the infirmity of old age or senility (laughs) quite the opposite well you hide it well (laughs) so did you visit a zoo and see any camel leopards give me a minute Camels, leopards, giraffes? Yes! Really? You got it! Yes! So, I was listening to... I got it! You got it! That was neither camel nor giraffe, so I figured it must be both! Exactly, what would have spots and kind of be camel-like? Me, with chicken pox and a hump. (laughs) I'd rather not think of that. I have no hump, nor chicken. Okay. Okay, so I was listening to CBC, which I usually do when I'm in the car or when I'm busy around the house. I put on the uh, radio station, uh, Radio 1 CBC, and they were doing an interview with somebody about the recently published uh, September's quarterly updates to the Oxford English Dictionary. Right now we're waiting for the bird to find her way back into the family room because she just flew off. As an aside, today the bird has discovered the house has more than two rooms. Yes, and I'm not pleased. Well, I hope she comes back. Hi, welcome back. Okay, I'm back. I have a bird. You do. Bird is a lot less loquacious than she used to be, though. She used to peep all the time, and now she just sort of sits around and is quiet. All right. So it was an interview with somebody who was updating uh, the Oxford English Dictionary or was reporting on... The September quarterly updates to the Oxford English Dictionary, and some 500 words have been added this past quarter of the year. Wow, those are a lot of words. And you know what I say to that? What? YOLO. That's exactly. one of them, isn't it? that's one of Why? them. Why? It's not a word, and it's not even a good acronym. What about SQUEE? Knitters like squee. I it hurts me inside. It hurts me in places well, no one wants to have now pain. In the Oxford English Dictionary, as an interjection, a noun, and a verb. <sighs> oh, why? How about this one, scrunk? I didn't look that one up to see what it means. It might be dancing. I don't know. It's an interjection and a noun. Oh, it feels like something you shouldn't do at a keg party. I think not. In the bushes. So some of the new words in there have to do with Roald Dahl, because it's the 100th anniversary of the birth of Roald Dahl. So yes. there's quite a few references. Which is wonderful. However, when he wrote these books in the 70s, 
and early 80s, these words were not real words. So why, why should they be words now? Because they've become part of general usage. Words such as frightsome, scrummy. I didn't... How about scrumptious? That he made that up? It was originally an East Anglian dialect, meaning mean or stingy, first recorded in 1823. Seems to have been carried to the United States by English settlers. Ooh, like smallpox. Exactly. <laughs> the word developed in American usage to mean small and also fastidious, scrupulous, which became stylish and smart, and eventually the familiar, excellent, marvelous, having to do with food. Very enjoyable or delicious. Or if you talk about a person who is scrumptious, it could mean very attractive. So I'm looking scrumptious today. You absolutely. Not are. really. How about splendiferous? I mean, that is a yes, but I don't. And splendiferousness. I. So Rowell Dahl must have introduced these along with the term golden ticket. Yes, but I didn't realize that was a term people used outside of the context oh, of. Oh, they do. I've heard Big people... Brother and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, and what about Human Bean in the book about the giant? Yes, uh, but it's not... It comes no, in dillions of different flavors. <sighs> I love Roel Dahl's books, but the fact that these words are being accepted in popular culture make me hurt. I know, well, what about Scrumptiliumptious? No, that's no, Mom. You're just... <laughs> Mom, no. So these are the new additions. They're bad additions. Oompa Loompa and Witching Hour. Witching Hour I could go with. Okay, so those are some, some oh. of the words having to do with Roald Dahl. Then there are other new words, the ones having to do with lav uh, lavatory. The word gong is a medieval term. Okay. Wardrobe, bathroom, dunny, biffy, and toot. I assume wardrobe was a word before now, though. But having using it to describe or refer to a lavatory. 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 Why am I having trouble saying that? Because all these other words have addled your brain, my dear. They have. What about biatch? Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's in there. Biatch is in there. That's in there. A cheerer upper. But can How we just... about the phrase click and collect? No, I've got some good ones No, here. can we just not ever use any of these words? Forget about it. No, mom. No, it's in there. No. <laughs> Freemium. Which is what, you get a free sample, you get an extra thing and it's free, I, I assume? Guess I didn't look up the, uh, all of the uh, things. What about vom? Like, I don't even know what that means. I didn't As in, it, so I, I looked I it up. I feel like I'm going to vom? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's not a word, it's a short form. It's a noun or a verb for vomit. <sighs> I couldn't find what the definitions for yaya and y-l-e-a-v-e were. Yaleev. But those are yaleev. And yeah, yeah, those are in there. Filthifying. I thought you'd like that one. Filthifying, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, fog machine. Now, hollow leg, I would have thought, would have been in there a long time ago. Maybe, maybe not. Hospital corner as well. How about a kiss cam? What's a kiss cam? A kiss cam is at a... I, I, sad I know this. It's at a sport event, and it's when they... You know, and then the people yes. are supposed to kiss, but it's super awkward if you go with your the... brother because you still have to do it or everyone, no one will cheer. <laughs> and it's up on the Jumbotron. Yeah, it's up the, another it's word, the Jumbotron. The jumbotron. But the thing is with the kiss cam, you got to do it. Even if, you know, you got to do it. 
about shopping channel and shopping district? I thought the shopping channel is dead. I didn't think that was still a thing. Oh, there, it's still it's still a thing. Yeah. Oh, who would buy that? Who, um, there's Tiger Amazon. Tiger Mother. Okay. How do you like that? I, mean, I know what it means. Up but... speak. And trashed as an adjective. Anyways, I thought I would introduce this segment of the podcast with all these interesting. You have filled this segment of the podcast. No. With... The whole reason for this is you want to bring back a word. Oh, I do, but I don't See? even... I, I think there are enough words in this language well, now. we're not bringing anything back. I think we you should pick a different language back. now, because I think English has been rude. Oh, English it was rude so, so long ago. I'm good. I'm good. Jeez. I hate that. <clears throat> I Never hate mind. that. Can I bring my word back? That's... This was my introduction. It was the a word back. It was a really lengthy and thorough and yet amazingly painful. No, I'm not cutting it. I'm not cutting it. Anyways, go ahead. Bring back your word. What word would you like to bring back? The word I would like to bring back is the word nameling. Is it when somebody is named after you, then they are the nameling? No, it is when someone happens to have the same name as you. It's your nameling. Isn't that neat? And there are several Melanie Gall namelings out there. Oh, does it have to have the same first name and last name? I don't know that people had first names and last names when this word was being used. So I think it was 1780 or 1790, and not everyone had two names at that point. So So it could be John the Butcher who became John Butcher. It could. Or Simon the Taylor became Simon Taylor. So I have a few namelings out there. I will admit to stalking my namelings somewhat. Oh, do you? Yes. Um, one of them died recently, so... I'm sorry to hear that. So there's that. There is a Melanie Gall who is a bodybuilder. And you can actually pay to see pictures of her, which makes me wonder, isn't she just a bodybuilder? I didn't pay. Okay. But if you look her up, there's a Melanie Gall who is a bodybuilder. I think she's in New York. There's a Melanie Gall who's a massage therapist. All right. And if I'm ever in Nowheresville, America, where she lives, yes. I will stop to get a massage. And I'm very curious if if, if I showed up with the same name. I wonder how that, that conversation would go. Yeah. There's also a Melanie Gall from Columbus, Ohio, oh. who, from what I could find, seems like a Melanie Gall from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. That's And they're the best... Oh, there's a... Young German Melanie Gall, but there's a Melanie Gall who has her doctorate in earth sciences, and I've always kind of wanted my doctorate in earth sciences, so now I feel like she took it's it for done. the team. She's done. Global warming. You got it. Other Melanie Galls got this. Yes. So those are my namelings. Well, at one point when you were very little, your dad saw a newspaper article or, or read something. And this is before, before the internet. When he read something about... When words were words. When words were just words. He read something about a woman who was Miss Nude something or other whose name was... It was Miss Nude Canada. Canada? Yes. I believe she was nationally known for her nudeness, according to him. That was another Melanie Gall. (laughs) So those are my namelings. What are your namelings? If you have any... I think there are other Karen Galls, actually. But, but those out, people out there, if and you, I think my favorite nameling is is the Earth Scientist, and sort of the most shocking one is the Bodybuilder, because I just can't picture someone named Melanie Gall. 
As a body as a bodybuilder, spending all those hours lifting weights, but hardcore muscles, yeah. looking at her, you think, "Wow, that's not I, the, the Melanie Gall I know would not get off the couch to do that." Well, more power to her. More power to you, other more Melanies. Power to your namelings. So those are my namelings, as those far as I know. Well, and we're all about the same age, which is actually very weird. And yeah, so that's it. That's it. That's it. So wait. How do you want people to use this word? You usually challenge people to use the word. A good point. Well, and can a nameling just be a first name nameling, or does it have to be a first and last name nameling? I feel personally that it's such a specific term that I wouldn't call another Melanie a nameling personally. But I, there are a I lot would. of would you? Yeah, okay, I so would. I guess we will debate over bread. We will debate over freshly baked baked bread. We will debate this term. Um, So go out. Find your namelings. Oh, Deborah has a nameling. She owns a bakery in the UK. And if I'm ever in the city with this bakery, I don't know. I'm going to go to and eat all the cake. I probably will anyway. So yes, yes, I'll take a picture. And that's it. And And that's that's it. it. TTFN. That's not a word yet. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow, a reading rainbow. Hands My Hedgehog by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Once upon a time, there was a peasant who had money and land enough. But as rich as he was, there was still something missing from his happiness. Wait, could it be knitting? Well, let's wait and see. Okay, you're right. He had no children with his wife. Often when he went to the city with the other peasants, they would mock him and ask him why he had no children. He finally became angry, and when he returned home, he said, I will have a child, even if it is a hedgehog. Then his wife had a baby, and the top half was a hedgehog, and the bottom half a boy. When she saw the baby, she was horrified, and she said, Now see what you have wished upon us. The man said, It cannot be helped. The boy must be baptized, but we cannot ask anyone to be his godfather. The woman said, And the only name that we can give him is Hans my Hedgehog. When he was baptized, the pastor said, Because of his quills, he cannot be given an ordinary bed. So they put a little straw behind the stove and laid him in it, and he could not drink from his mother, for he would have stuck her with his quills. He lay there behind the stove for eight years, and his father grew tired of him and thought, Oh, if only he would die. But he did not die, but just lay there. Now it happened that there was a fair in the city, and the peasant wanted to go, He asked his wife what he should bring her. A little meat, some bread rolls, and things for the household, she said. 
Then he asked the servant girl, and she wanted a pair of slippers and some fancy stockings. Finally, he also said, Hans, my hedgehog, what would you like? Father, he said, bring me some bagpipes. When the peasant returned home, he gave his wife what he had bought for her, meat and bread rolls. Then he gave the servant the slippers and fancy stockings, and finally he went behind the stove and gave Hans, my hedgehog, the bagpipes. When Hans, my hedgehog, had them, he said, Father, go to the blacksmith's and have my cock-rooster shod. Then I will ride away and never again come back. The father was happy to get rid of him, so he had his rooster shod, and when it was done, Hans, my hedgehog, climbed on it and rode away. He took pigs and donkeys with him to tend in the forest. In the forest the rooster flew into a tall tree with him. There he sat and watched over the donkeys and the pigs. He sat there for years, until finally the herd had grown large. His father knew nothing about him. While sitting in the tree, he played his bagpipes and made beautiful music. <laughs> okay, I never thought that was a metaphor. You, that's why you gave me the look, right? No, I gave you the look because of bagpipes and beautiful music. Oh, I thought, I because... thought it was going to be an oxymoron. Oh, I thought you meant playing his bagpipes meant something else. No. Oh, anyway, no, moving I, on. My mind doesn't think that way. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> One day a king came by. He was lost and he heard the music. He was amazed to hear it and sent a servant to look around and see where it was coming from. He looked here and there, but only saw a little animal sitting high in the tree. It looked like a rooster up there with a hedgehog sitting on it, making the music. The king said to the servant that he should ask him why he was sitting there, and if he knew the way back to his kingdom. Then Hans, my hedgehog, climbed down from the tree and told him that he would show him the way if the king would promise in writing to give him the first thing that greeted him in the royal court upon his arrival home. The king thought, Oh, I can do that easily enough. Hans, my hedgehog, can't understand writing, and I can put down what I want to. Then the king took pen and ink and wrote something, and after he had done so, Hans, Hans, my hedgehog, showed him the way, and he arrived safely at home. His daughter saw him coming from afar and was so overjoyed that she ran to meet him and kissed him. He thought about Hans, my hedgehog, and told her what had happened, that he was supposed to have promised the first thing that greeted him to a strange animal that rode a rooster and made beautiful music. But instead he had written that this would not happen, for Hans, my hedgehog, could not read. The princess was happy about this, and said that it was a good thing, for she would not have gone with him in any event. Hans, my hedgehog, tended the donkeys and pigs, was of good cheer, and sat in the tree blowing on his bagpipes. Now it happened that another king came this way with his servants and messengers. He too got lost and did not know the way back home because the forest was so large. He too heard the beautiful music from afar and asked one of his messengers to go and see what it was and where it was coming from. 
the messenger ran to the tree where he saw Hans, my hedgehog, astride the cockrooster. The messenger asked him what he was doing up there. I am tending my donkeys and pigs. What is it that you want? replied Hans, my hedgehog. The messenger said that they were lost and could not find their way back to their kingdom and asked him if he could not show them the way. Then Hans, my hedgehog, climbed down from the tree with his rooster and told the king that he would show him the way if he would give him the thing that he first met at home before the royal castle. The king said yes and signed a promise to Hans, my hedgehog. When that was done, Hans, my hedgehog, rode ahead on his rooster, showing them the way, and the king safely reached his kingdom. When the king arrived at his court, there was great joy. Now he had an only daughter who was very beautiful. She ran out to him, threw her arms around his neck and kissed him, and was ever so happy that her old father had returned. She asked him where he had been during his long absence, and he told her how he had lost his way and almost not made it home again but that as he was making his way through the great forest, he had come upon a half-hedgehog, half-human, astride a rooster, sitting in a tall tree and making beautiful music, who had shown him the way, but whom he had promised whatever first met him at the royal court. And it was she herself, and he was terribly sorry. But she promised that she would go with him when he came, for the love of her old father. Hans, my hedgehog, tended his pigs, and the pigs had more pigs, until there were so many that the whole forest was full. Then Hans, my hedgehog, let his father know that they should empty out all the stalls in the village, because he was coming with such a large herd of pigs that everyone who wanted it would be able to take part in the slaughter. It, sad it saddened the father to hear this, for he thought that Hans, my hedgehog, had long since died. But Hans, my hedgehog, mounted his cockrooster, drove the pigs ahead of himself to the village, and had them butchered. What a slaughter! What a commotion! They could hear the noise two hours away. After Hans, my hedgehog, said, Father, have my cockrooster shot a second time at the blacksmith's. Then I will ride away and not come back again as long as I live. So the father had the cockrooster shod, and was happy that Hans, my hedgehog, was not coming back. Hans, my hedgehog, rode into the first kingdom. The king had ordered that if anyone should approach, who was carrying bagpipes <laughs> and riding on a rooster, that he should be shot at, struck down, and stabbed to prevent him from entering the castle. Thus, when Hans, my hedgehog, rode up, they attacked him with bayonets, but he spurred his rooster on, flew over the gate, and up to the king's window, Landing there, he shouted to him to give him what he had promised, or it would cost him and his daughter their lives. Then the king told the princess to go out to him in order to save his life and her own as well. She put on a white dress, and her father gave her a carriage with six horses, magnificent servants, money, and property. She climbed aboard and hands my hedgehog took his place beside her with his rooster and bagpipes. They said farewell and drove off. The king thought he would never see them again, 
However, it did not go as he thought it would, for when they had traveled a short distance from the city, as my hedgehog pulled off her beautiful clothes and stuck her with his quills until she was bloody all over. This is the reward for your deceit. Go away, I do not want you. With that, he sent her back home, and she was cursed as long as she lived. Hans my hedgehog, astride his cockrooster and carrying his bagpipes, rode on to the second kingdom, where he had also helped the king find his way. This one, in contrast, had ordered that if anyone looking like Hans my hedgehog should arrive, he should be saluted and brought to the royal castle with honors and with a military escort. When the princess saw him, she was horrified, because he looked so strange, but she thought that nothing could be done about it, because she had promised her father to go with him. She welcomed Hans, my hedgehog, and they were married. Then he was taken to the royal table, and she sat next to him while they ate and drank. That evening, when it was time to go to bed, she was afraid of his quills, but he told her to have no fear, for he would not hurt her. He told the old king to have four men keep watch by their bedroom door. They should make a large fire. He said that he would take off his hedgehog skin after going into the bedroom and before getting into bed. The men should immediately pick it up and throw it into the fire and then stay there until it was completely consumed by the fire. When the clock struck eleven, he went into the bedroom took off the hedgehog's skin and laid it down by the bed. The men rushed in, grabbed it, and threw it into the fire, and as soon as the fire consumed it, he was redeemed, and he lay there in bed entirely in the shape of a human. But he was as black as coal, as though he had been charred. The king sent for his physician, who washed him with good salves and balms, and then he became white, and was a handsome young gentleman. When the princess saw what had happened, she was overjoyed, and they got up and ate and drank. Now their wedding was celebrated for real, and Hans, my hedgehog, inherited the old king's kingdom. Some years later, he traveled with his wife to his father, and he said that he was his son. But the father said he did not have a son. He had had one, but he had been born with quills like a hedgehog and had gone off into the world. Then he said that he was the one, and the father rejoiced and returned with him to his kingdom. That's the end. So, Mom, what did you think of the story? This is Mom's, it was a cold reading. Mom had not seen this beforehand. I didn't read it. I, I did know the story, though. I think it's really grim, and I think it's really weird. First of all, how 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 do you put shoes? How do you, how do you have a how would a blacksmith put shoes on a rooster? Those poor little feet. It's true, he has little feeties. I know. It makes me think of the sparrow. Poor little sparrow. Poor, sparrow. poor little rooster. What about and, poor and little, for years? For this, years, he sat up in a tree. For years, he had to sit behind the the stove for eight years. Yeah. He stayed behind the stove. I like how the parents just changed his mind once he had money. <laughs> I know. And 
When he was sticking the woman with his quills, you wonder if it means more than that. I don't know. I don't know. Because she's cursed after. But she's cursed, but... So, no, he wasn't welcomed in, but he did get the daughter. No, but they said they were supposed to shoot him and strike him down if they saw him. Right, they reneged right. on that deal completely. That is true. Well, I guess this is probably a better story. This is a terrible Than the story. dead hen. <laughs> this is also a terrible story. I mean, the father's happy, the the hedgehog happy, and you're shaking your head. It's it's just how how can this be considered a good story to tell children? It's a cautionary tale. About what? Never be the first person to greet your parents <laughs> when they come home. It's just okay. It's just like like Yepta. That's who I was thinking about. Oh, yeah, because there's an opera by Handel, Yepta. Yes. So yes, yeah, that's. Oh, so his daughter comes and greets him, and since it's the first thing he saw, he made a deal, and he had to strike her down. I know. So yes, look there. I'm the one who I got the biblical reference. You did. Thanks to opera. Yeah, never be the first person to greet your parents. Never. No. Never. Just. Just chill, knit your knitting, and let them come and in. sit in a tree yeah. with the bagpipes, and all will be well and, in the end. And have so many pigs that their slaughter will and be And you can hear the squealing away. The, oh, my gosh. Anyway. That's horrible. Yeah, eat a veggie burger. And he's sitting up there in the tree watching the animals... For years. ...procreate. And playing and his bagpipes. And he's not just in the tree, but he's in the tree on top of the rooster. His cock rooster. His cock... So I think that this was a good story. I think the the moral is it was a good story. And I have not much to say about this. I read it, but it's horrible. I love you, Mom. <laughs> One, two, three, a four. Happy, happy, happy hedgehog sniffling the ground. Prickly, tickly, spiky hedgehog, see him walking round. Please be quiet, not a sound. Remember this because if he hears the littlest sound, this is what he does. Roll, roll, roll into a ball. Roll, roll, until you're very small. Roll. Till we can't see you at all Let's roll into a very prickly hedgehog ball So I have some travel coming up Yes, indeed you do I do, I'm going to New York To perform both Opera Mouse and my Piaf and Brel. It's coming up the first two weeks in October So if you were going to be in New York before Rhinebeck Or would like to hear me sing or see me perform I will be in New York performing, so yay! And how do they find out where you're It's performing? at Soho Playhouse, so just look on the webpage. I will also put it in the show notes. Yes, same price as a skein of yarn. And I will be at Rhinebeck, so will Deborah, so will Esther, and so will Shang. And Esther and Shang have both been on the show before, and they're going to be at Rhinebeck. It's Esther's first Rhinebeck. It's Shang's baby's first Rhinebeck. So we're going to be a giant posse. And I've entered a whole bunch of the contests, and we're going to talk more about that when the 
entry after it's too late for anyone else to enter and compete. Yes. Yes, because competition. Competition. And I'm really excited to go. So that is, we're definitely going to be My there. Deck is so much fun. I wish I could go this I, year. You could just go. Just... We're going to talk about it. I just can't. There's too much other traveling that. Just skip the family weddings. I can't skip the family you weddings. You can't skip Rhinebeck. Anyway, so go to Rhinebeck and see us, and it's never too late to go to Rhinebeck, Mom. Oh, and you always have a meetup on the hill. Yep, we will be at the meetup on the hill, and I'm going to have knitting CDs with me. So if anyone wants a knitting CD, here is your chance chance to buy one. So that's it, I think, for now. So see you at Rhinebeck, hopefully, and swap petition. And it's sweet, it's a ding dong treat. Knitting socks for little feet. Just knitting with your knitting all day long. You know, knitting's friendly and knitting's fun. Knitting's good for everyone, and that is why we sing this knitting song. With it, one pearl, two, what's a knitter gonna do with a gall? Darn, ball, yarn, and stitch, three, drop, four, pitch that knitting out the door. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of the Savvy Girls Podcast. If you'd like to reach us, we are online. Savvy Girls PCast on Twitter. Savvy Girls Podcast on Ravelry. Um, No, on Facebook. And we're on Ravelry. Come join our group. We will have more fun now that I am not on tour and can actually post things. I'm reachable at Melanie at SavvyGirls.ca. Mom is around, too, on Ravelry. Savvy Mom and... All those things. So next episode, we are prepping for Rhinebeck, and it's going to be all probably about that. In the meantime, tend to your knitting, kitten. Without lime green stripes? Well, don't shout. I'll shout. I'll shout if I want to. And do you know why? Why? Because I hate knitting.